Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What's up, Movie Geeks? Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek, the movie podcast in which we celebrate our love of film with a fun, Kumite-like movie competition that pits podcaster against podcaster to the death. No, it's not to the death. We call it Fantasy Movie Draft. My name is Justin Winters. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Our other host, Chrissy, is out this week because it's officially the finals of our 80s fantasy, fantasy movie draft tournament. Same one we've been doing for months and months. This is it, guys. We've reached the end. We've gone year by year through the 80s with different podcasters drafting their favorite films. And tonight we've come to the last round in which one podcaster, an 80s movies champion, will be decided. So we've got four podcasters, but only one winner. And they'll all battle it out by drafting the best films of the year 19. 19- 89 tonight. So remember, only 20 draft picks are available to be chosen from 1989. A deep, deep year in film. It's going to be exciting. So let's let's get to the draft board for tonight's finalists. They all won their way here outright. They 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 won their spot. They're here to fight. Uh, in the one spot tonight is the guy that chose the draft order for tonight's finals. It's Mr. Jay Ledbetter from the In Session film podcast jay what's going on man justin big night very very big night it's uh you know i i kind of feel like the plucky upstart who's come in here and and made it to the finals it was a really a survive and advance situation for me much like my university's basketball team which for the first time in their school history has miraculously made the final four they may or may not have beaten wes's team uh i don't know i won't comment on that but it's been a tremendous tournament for my auburn tigers it's been a tremendous tournament for me i'm really excited to get into it update on the house that I made an offer on last time and was really depressed on, which I know everybody's been just clam like they they've been on pins and needles wondering what's going on. We did it. We did it. We're in. We're 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 going past due diligence tomorrow. We won that. I plan on winning this as well. It, everything is coming up aces for Jay Ledbetter, and this draft is going to be no different. I'm here to win. And look, I'm the I'm the only guy here who was alive for exactly zero of any of these movies being released. I'm the underdog, but that's okay. I am Rocky Balboa here to knock out all of these powerhouses. I don't have the clout of a Gidget. I don't have the clout or the student base or the, of of Drew. I, I I don't have the the 90s tournament power that Wes has with his podcast. My podcast won't even promote me when they do it because they have quote-unquote integrity. And yet here I am, ready to annihilate the competition set before me because just sheer willpower and skill. So I'm ready to go. I'm in. I'm all in. Dude, I was feeling like a little like Tom Cruise in the firm, like opening statement type, like heat coming from that man. Congratulations! Wait, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he wishes it was that good. <laughs> Jay, I, I, I heard, I heard a strategy from you. Uh, you're gonna make people cry tonight. Is that true, Jay? Uh, I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one and let it play out uh, as it will play out. <laughs> well, dude, I'm happy to have you here. You chose yourself to go. F- First tonight, I did. I did in, in the two spot tonight, right behind you. 
We got we got our boy Wes Younger from the Via VH podcast. Mister Soon to be Baby Daddy himself is back. Wes, what's going on? I'm about to be everyone's daddy in the draft. Oh. That's what's about to happen. <laughs> I uh, and you know, just to let you know, Jay, I'm already crying, but it's because I want to because I'm in touch with my emotions, and so <laughs> I'm crying on my own accord. And I'm getting in touch with myself, and I'm touching myself, and I'm going to win this draft. My question for you, Wes, is you are by far, uh, you've got the most reps in fantasy movie draft. You're by far the most veteran of drafts here tonight with a bunch of newbies, basically. What is your what is your strategy going in? I'll well, pretty much keep doing what I'm doing. And, uh, you know. Wow. I'm a, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, the reason I've been here so many times is because I've won a lot. Like a lot of times I, I'm undefeated in the eighties. I almost won the nineties and then I lost in 1997, which was rigged clearly kind of like Auburn in the final four. I mean, uh, but yeah, that's it. Um, like that's, we did. That's it's it's a say. great time. Uh, that, that would be very much like a UNC fan to start blaming other people for their, for their own losses and, and, and failures in this that, tournament. Uh, and, and look, I mean, he beat me in the, in the 88 draft. He did. He won the draft, but it is a survive and advance situation when you're in the semifinals. And that's exactly what I did. And I plan to just absolutely overtake him in historic fashion <laughs> in this round. So, uh, just everybody be ready. Uh, Jay had like a long opening statement and I'm like, Wes, what's your strategy? And, and Wes is like, life's a garden, dig it, or something like really. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on keeping on, man. <laughs> so uh Wes man, uh congrats congrats on making this far. It's gonna it's gonna be hard uh with these three, but uh, I have my faith in you, man. As an as a Appreciate North that. North Cacalac, this this caught on. We 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 now know Nothing more about North Cacalac than the last time we talked to you. But, you know, Wes is from North Carolina, my home state. So shout out to him. He can eat Bojangles. I can eat Bojangles vicariously through him. So good luck tonight, Wes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So right behind you in the three spot is uh, she's become like a specter. She's like the, the, the Thanos of the 80s <laughs> fantasy movie draft. Nobody nobody wants to go against her. Everyone's scared of her. There's lots of rumors, you know, flying around about her. She's on the other side of the world. Does she even exist? I mean, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. She said she just woke up, but did she? We're talking about, of course, Gidget, don't sleep. Gidget Von LaRue from the Retro Cinema Podcast. Gidget, what's going on? Hi, of course, hey. this is me, Gidget Von LaRue. Um, dra- <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. I'm still tired. No, you, no, you, no, you, no, 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 Gidget. You all my answers. Well, first of all, bless Gidget for, for being here off of, I, I think she woke up, what, about uh, two and a half minutes ago, and she is yeah, now on the draft. That. Yep, yep. Um, you, you boys are adorable. Really, it's 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 kind of cute <laughs> that you all think you stand it. There is there is really um, nothing more demeaning than being called cute by by a woman. It's oh, that no. really that that hurt me deep. <laughs> I gotta say, I cut deep, man. I'm still tired. Um, it look, look, I'm re- I'm ready to take this on. I'm I'm chuffed that I got through this far. Uh, I didn't win America's Next Top Podcaster, so I am determined to win this. Um, so yeah, it's look, it's not it's not a buffet of a year. Really, um, but there's there's some really great ones in there, and um, I'm I'm hoping that someone will pick the first two guys will pick um, something crap to begin with, so that so that I can get started well. But I'm in third position, and I was last time, so I'm pretty comfortable here. So, yep, thanks thanks for having me, Gidget. I know I know you listened to the 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 other side of the semifinals where everyone was talking about you. Some people even just like gave up. 
mid-draft and threw all their picks away and said, Gidget's going to win this anyway. She's too strong. Like, what what, what were your <laughs> thoughts listening to that? I was, I was, I was incredibly amused. The fact that uh, someone, uh, I, can't, I can't even remember who did it. Someone changed, was changing their name to Gidget von the Rue. Someone was going to call their baby Gidget von the Rue. That was me. Um, that was worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding you to that. I'm, I am holding. Well, actually, you to it's that. the KGB that you're in league with that's holding me to that. <laughs> but yeah. Oh man. No, ter- terribly amusing. Oh, well, I'm excited to see what you got for the 89 draft tonight. I know Jay probably put you in the three spot because that's usually not the best spot to be in. So um, Mm. we'll see. We'll see. We're excited to see. So uh, welcome back, Gidget. Drew Hallam from the Real Feels podcast is rounding up in the four spot. Drew won his way here as well. I know he's raring to go. Drew, what's going on? Hey, you know what? I am super excited for this. I have had to wait all the way since August. And then finally in the semifinals, I am ready to go. I am super excited for this. And you know what? Good news as well. Just like Jay, I put an offer on a house, got accepted. I'll probably be moving in the first week of May. I'm hoping on International Star Wars Day. Jay! We are house hunters. Go to the movies. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm I'm actually closing on May third, so I will be moving in on May the fourth on Star Wars Day. It'll be yes! wonderful. We can uh, we can communicate. Uh, unfortunately, you will still be in a wheelchair from the beatdown I am about to give to you this evening. <laughs> I think. The, Make sure the house has a ramp. <laughs> I think. I think the takeaway is if you're looking to buy a home, you should be on Fantasy Movie Draft as soon as possible. Once, yeah, you- seriously, I, I'm actually moving next week. In the next couple of weeks, oh, too, wow. like, seriously, <laughs> what the hell's going on over there? I don't know. Gidget, are you in, are you are you thinking about moving anytime soon? The only place I'm moving to is Vegas on the twenty uh, fifth of April. I'm going to be Vegas, baby. Very, yeah. very nice. Well, mm. Drew uh, got here by being Mister Master of the Universe. Uh, in the semifinals, <laughs> he he was confident in Masters Universe. We had a lot of naysayers, including me, that just didn't think it was strong enough. But he he proved us all wrong. So, you know, I I was really excited about it. It's a niche <laughs> choice, and it it worked out. It worked out, baby. Oh man! Well, <laughs> Jay West, Gidget, and Drew they are here in the finals. There's only going to be one winner tonight. Um, which makes this super exciting. Like I said, we've been doing this since August of last year, year by year. These guys won their their initial rounds and then won their way in the semifinals to face each other. And uh, we're excited to talk about films of 1989. But first, we've already talked about this in the in the pre-show. We got it. We got to set the mood, and the, the way we do so is. Me and my boy Wes will bring everyone else along as well because uh, we love Back to the Future. We love jumping back in the time machine to go back to the year 1989. We step out. It's a whole new world, guys. It's a, it's a crazy year. We're going to talk about films in a second, but let's talk about how crazy some of the music was in 1989 with the Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles. This is the top five of what everyone was listening to. Uh, here in 89. So at, at number five, we got Miss You Much from Janet Jackson. Good song. Straight Up by Paula Abdul is in the fourth spot. Poison's Every Rose Has Its Thorn is at number three. My my boy Bobby Brown, who Chrissy and I stood next to four years ago uh, in the Santa Claus line here in L.A., 
His his humble song, brag. <laughs> that's the weirdest humble brag ever, right? It was so <laughs> random, guys. He was there right in front of us. Uh, my prerogative. It was my his prerogative to stand there in front of us. Uh, but my prerogative. That song of his was in the number two spot that year. And then Did he no, have any ho ho hos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, 89 was the probably the, the the most dad year in music of all time because in the number one spot from Chicago we had Look Away. Remember that? Whoa. That yeah. That song. Look away, look away, baby. Peter Peter Cetera makes some pants fall off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, voice. Once he left, man, got, well, Chicago I've, I've went got, down. I've got the Australian ones. I have got the Australian, and none of them are the same. Tell us what what, what, what were you guys listening to? All right, number five. The Kangaroo Hop. Uh, number five. <laughs> By the Dingo Skippy, Brothers. Skippy. Uh, number five is If I Could Turn Back Time, sure. Number four, Eternal Flame, The Bangles. Number three, I'm Going to Be, 500 Miles, The Pro- Proclaimers. Number two, The Look by Roxette. And number one was Like a Prayer by Madonna. We got better taste than you. Better. Yeah, that's a better yeah. taste. I agree, that's actually. a better list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Damn straight. So, so uh, other than those... Uh, it helps when you get every song like five years after America. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hot one, guys. Oh, uh, the Australian knocking starts. I'm used to it. Uh, so, so, <laughs> what, so what else was going on in 89, guys? So Nintendo released the Game Boy in Japan in April, and then uh, we got it here in the States in July. That was a big summer, I know. The first release of Microsoft Office, which everyone knows, you know, sucks major balls. Hate Microsoft Office. The Energizer Bunny. Uh, replace Mary Lou Retton uh, as as that company's energetic spokesperson. Harry Potter himself, Daniel Radcliffe, was born in 89. Everyone proceeded to feel really old by hearing that. And then TV. It was a banner year from TV, guys. Of course, we got The Simpsons, Seinfeld, Family Matters, American Gladiators, Quantum Leap, Saved by the Bell, and Tells from the Crypt all started in 1989. And Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks as well. It was a huge year yes. for TV. Uh, but not only was it a huge year for, for TV, for music, we talked about Bobby Brown and Look Away and all that, the, you know, the music that Australia got eight months after us, but it was, a hu- it, was a, it was a huge year in film, guys. So we've had some years here in the 80s where we're just like, this is slim pickings, and then we've had some years how I think 89 looks, and it is shock full of great films it's a deep year what does everyone think without without of course breaking our cardinal rule and tossing out titles what does everyone think about the year in film solid it's a good there's, set of movies there, there was there were some there were some good ones in here but as i said it's not the best year for the for the 80s i i don't think but there's some really great movies in here and, and there's some really off the cuff ones too which i might put on my list I think mm-hmm. solid is a is a good word for it. There's not much at the top, uh, but I, I think there's some depth to it uh, that I think will kind of 
build your your roster in a way that will kind of just I don't think there's one movie that people will really vote for in this one you have to really have the foresight to build a true squad in this one that makes sense uh, as a whole right uh, without naming titles, of course, did anyone uh, catch up on some '89 movies they had they hadn't seen? I've watched about ten of them in the last week Whoa. because I had to. Uh, mm. Yeah, my wife was out of town last weekend, so it was me, my TV, and 1989 hanging out together all weekend because I have. Look, you know what, Justin? Honestly, you can you can consider this almost an act of charity. What you've done for me because I've gotten to catch up on some really awesome movies because I've never seen them before. So, uh, if nothing else, just know that you you made a, a sort of a Make a Wish Foundation for a young child who has been able to to watch these these great well, movies. Well, what can I say except you're welcome, Jay? You're welcome, man. You know, it touches my heart that you caught up on means, all these. It means it means a lot. All these 89 films. Um, so, like I said, I'm just super excited for it being such a deep year. I think this is going to be um, a great competitive draft. And these people, everyone, every, all four of you won your way here. You know what the draft is. You know we can get a little gnarly. We can, we can toss some banter and some, you know, sly remarks back and forth. So... I'm happy to have you guys here. Let's get it started, guys. With tonight, we're doing the 1989 Fantasy Movie Draft. Hey! What's this lying around shit? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? You guys stink. Sometimes you gotta say, what the fuck? Make your move. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. I want you to play dirty if you have to, but don't get caught. Go for the ribs. Don't let that bastard breathe. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember balance. Make cool fight. Keep your heads up. Play proud. Game over! So, Jay chose the draft order tonight. Chose himself to go first. Mr. You know, wasn't even around in 1989. Uh, I'm sure that was a strategic choice for yourself. You got the first pick in the entire draft. We're here in round one of the 89 draft. Jay, what are you going to pick first, man? It was a it, it was a strategic pick in the sense that I think there is a clear number one. But it also, I had to go with my heart here and go with a movie that really does mean a lot to me. The Indiana Jones series is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, I, I do say that that series is the thing that made me get into movies. I mean, the, the truth is I would not be on this podcast. I would not be one of those weird 20 somethings who has a podcast if it was not for, uh, Indiana Jones. And for that reason, I felt like I had to get the number one pick because I had to pick Indiana Jones and the last crusade, which is in my opinion, the greatest third entry into a series. How can you beat Harrison Ford and Sean Connery together in a movie up to hijinks and craziness? And after the insane darkness of, I know, Justin's favorite indie movie, Temple of Doom, it kind of goes back to the more traditional adventure story and, and is is a just wholly entertaining, amazing film. Last Crusade, uh, I think, is the clear choice for number one. All right. What does everyone think about that one? 
shattered. It's a great shattered because I wanted it so bad. Uh, it, it's certainly better than Temple of Doom, which uh, which which I watched. I watched again the other day, and that whole scene in Temple of Doom with the mine cart and the, and the water and all that, the effects are so bad. It's good. Like Temple, of good. Away. Temple of Doom's good. Temple of Doom is fun. Yeah. Temple of Doom rocks. But Last Crusade's great. I mean, you Temple can't go wrong with Sean Doom's Connery, good. so I mean, great pick. You, you can't go wrong with that, that trilogy for me. Bar none, across the board, best trilogy in my eyes. You know, I heard Gidget's more of a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull type of girl. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. No, <laughs> no they chance. just got that just opened in Australia, Jay. They oh, have yeah, it. that's right. That comes out even the seen same it. weekend as Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, no spoilers. I'm, really, I'm, actually, I'm actually really looking forward to going and seeing Gone with the Wind, which opens next week. So <laughs> okay. that's pretty exciting. Oh, I mean, I thought this was going to go either one or two. I, I thought there was a couple of obvious ones here. And um, I think, you know, The Last Crusade is a good one to start with. Um, any, any, I mean, there's no qualms about this pick. No one's got any anything bad to say about Crusade. I mean, come on. It, it's no. almost perfect. Not. The only problem with Crusade, and this is, by the way, my second favorite Indy film, just behind the original. But the whole thing where, like, Indy and his dad become Eskimo brothers, and it's like, oh, it looks like I had sex with your mother and your girlfriend. That part's kind of weird. <laughs> but other That's than pretty that, chill. The there, thing- there is no more alpha move than having sex with your son's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, that, that would be Sean Connery. <laughs> oh, man. First impression tonight. Good job, Wes. There you go. Pop the cherry. Last Crusade goes first in the 89 draft. What means Wes has his first pick here in round one, right after Jay. Wes, what are you going to go with for your first pick? Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I was so angry when I saw I was in the second spot because I knew there was a chance that would go first. And then I know what I'm supposed to pick here. And it's a real struggle with I want to win and I should pick with my heart. <sighs> oh, gosh. I'm, you know what? This is a horrible move. I'm probably going to lose on this pick, but I'm going to do it anyway because I really don't like what should go here. I'm going to go back to the future too. I'm doing it. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I think that would have come back to you. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. I would be That's disappointed round, in everyone. Uh, oh, I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll hear what other people have to say about it. So th- this is, uh, you know, the sequel to Wes's favorite movie of all time. Um, Wes, what do you, what do you what do you have to say about the sequel? Um, I, th- I think it, you know, Back to the Future is actually I think the second best full trilogy behind Indiana Jones. I think I'll th- I actually like the third one too. I know a lot of people give it flack. I, li- I love the sequel and the third one. Um, there's some iffy things in it but overall i really love back to the future too it wasn't as accurate as some other films from the past depicting the future but um it's just fun it's silly it captured the spirit of the original one uh there's things i I, you know i love about this one as much as the original one and i like that it kind of goes back it relives some of those moments it's really cleverly put together and um you know I, i don't think it's detrimental to the original which is hard when you have such a great first act to not ruin the rest of it so yeah i love back to the future too Okay, relax, Doc. It's me. It's me. It's Mark. Oh, it can't be. 
to send you back to the future. Yeah. Oh, I know you did send me back to the future, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. Great Scott. Doc. Doc. What does everyone else think about Wes's pick here in round one? It's it's a fun movie. I think it's a little I think it's a little high. Not not round one oh, yeah. for me, but mm. it's it's a, it's still a fun film. And as you said, like it's it's a fantastic trilogy as well. One one of the most inventive sequels of all time in my eyes. Of course, I'm biased as well. Back to the Future is my favorite movie, but I just rewatched two and three. Uh, with both of my kids, this, this was their first time seeing both of those, and they absolutely loved it. They loved the third one more than the second one, which I was surprised. Oh, at. interesting. But I was yeah. It's a the uh, two two is really cool. Uh, I, I think it kind of gets a little bit of a bad rap, but it's it's really fun. The the hoverboard. I mean, there's a lot of things that have really stayed in the in the culture. The shoes. Didn't Nike come out with like a release of those shoes like last year or two years ago or something? And I wanted them really really bad. It's a it's much goofier than the first one, but in a in a very cool way. I mean, obviously taking it in the first round is uh, uh, grounds to be put in some sort of institution, uh, but. Um, <laughs> But it's a pretty cool flick. You could argue it's more iconic than the first one in some ways, in, ter- in terms of you know all the imagery and stuff. Like when 2015, when they relived it, the 30 year anniversary of you know them going back in the past. It's uh, only in the future. I mean, there's a lot of things that stick with it. I love evil, evil uh, Biff, super yeah. Biff, <laughs> yeah, dystopian Biff. Um, <laughs> also, I, I wanted to rewatch it uh, the two and three because. There's this constant rumor that there might be some Back to the Future 2 uh, type uh, time travel action in Avengers Endgame. And the fact that the fact that that might happen, and if it does happen in Avengers, you know that it had to be somehow inspired by Back to the Future Part 2. Because this is like one of the original, let's go back and play with, uh, you know, uh, previous film's events. So I'm, I'm excited by that. I, I Like I said, Wes, I, I knew... I knew exactly the 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 head games that were going in you making this pick and yeah you know we'll we'll see how it works for you man this uh there's so many good movies in this draft I I think you might have something coming back your way in round two so uh good pick but you know Thanos is right behind you with with all <laughs> all, all the Infinity Stones you know waving it around she's got her first pick Gidget's got her first pick here in round one. Gidget, what are you going with round one? All right. I have to do it. I love it. Um, we did a retro cinema, did a double podcast on this because we love it so much. And it has just got to be Batman. go okay I, I was i was wondering i was wondering when that was gonna go i thought it was gonna go second it's but gone. honestly here's here's the thing about batman it is the uh fourth best batman movie i mean it's like that movie is fine that's my opinion on batman i think the first batman gets overinflated because it was the first big superhero movie 
Batman Returns runs laps around that one because yeah. Burton was sort of constrained building this first one. He was it's really cool that he got to do kind of his own thing making this movie, but it was totally refined in the next one. And this one was such a perceived as such a big risk by the studio that he, I think Tim Burton's sensibilities were kind of hampered uh with this one. So uh, it's a fine movie. I understand why it's picked. I love both. Superhero I, I, movies I will love always both, play. But, but yeah, unfortunately, the sequel wasn't in 1989. No, no, yeah, no, I, I know. I, I, but it's I, a, love, I think yeah, it was Jay. Neither was Jay. You guys over there, like, oh yeah, it's this fine. Was, um, I'm like, you weren't even alive when, when that movie came no, out. No, it's that, cool. I mean, it's cool. Like this was this was, of course, this movie was released on the same day as the the day that America pulled out of Vietnam. Uh, really a very historic day. I remember this was uh, it was this was the fifty this was the fifteenth anniversary of Drew becoming a teacher. Uh, just really, really historic, really historic stuff. So in that regard, I understand why it's so important. But the movie itself is just fine. It, it's a cultural. I, I, mean, ju- I actually juggernaut. went to see it at the at the movies. I was nineteen years old, and I went to see this at the movies, and that was a very fond memory for me. So yeah, there's a, there's a there's a lot of affection for this movie. For me, so but yeah, I, st- I still I still love the second one as well, just as much. But but what? So about the movie, you you guys did two different episodes on it. So what what do you love about eighty nine? Um, I just I love Michael Keaton as Batman, um, and I think it was such a surprise because he to go from you know Mister Mom and Beetlejuice, it really was sort of like a Bruce Willis sort of thing where he was in Moonlighting and then they put him in Die Hard. And, and it was just unusual. And I know there was a lot of fight back regarding casting him as Batman because he just didn't come across as that type. People couldn't imagine him as Batman. And then, of course, you got Jack Nicholson as the Joker. I think it's a great older Joker. Um, I, I still think it's one, one of my favourite Jokers. And, and, and I just think it's a very stylistic and I just love the way Kim Basinger dresses. So <laughs> it's, as, it's as flippant as that. It, it's just... A, a fully enjoyable. It was just. It was so new, and I, I. My memories of going to the the cinema with my dad and seeing this with my brother, and and it was just one of those things. It was like seeing Lord of the Rings at the cinema. You just come out just going, wow, or Star Wars. What, it's funny what, what you pick Lord see? of the Rings. It's funny you pick that. Yeah. It was huge. Right. I mean, it was it was it was huge. I mean, the sco- D- yeah. Danny Elfman score, the the crazy yeah. soundtrack by Prince, like it was just everywhere. It, that was that was a like a bomb went off at the movies when that came out. It was the Prince soundtrack yeah. is incredibly jarring. <laughs> uh, and this was before you know you knew everything about every single movie coming out. So there was like a notorious like teaser for the movie, but that there wasn't a lot. That you knew about going in, so I one of the most famous posters of all time. It's literally just the symbol that that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what a that's power! A, move. It, it was it was similar to Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was the same. When Ghostbusters was coming out, no one knew anything about it. All you could, all you saw was that the, the the ghost icon symbol, and and again, it's that it was that same excitement. You know, there wasn't like two hundred trailers to watch and and all, and all this pre information before going to the movies. So it, it really was a time where you'd go to the movies and it just blew you away. And yeah, that's I'm very very happy with Batman as my number one pick. Uh, I'm surprised. Like I said, it, it number one on my mock draft list just because it's such a huge film. Oh, so. it, wow. you know, superhero movies play. And you gave it to Thanos. What are you guys doing? I, I refuse to pick it because I this is like really high on that list of films that I have where I uh, I respect it, but I hate it. And I, I think it's a good pick, but I just couldn't pick it in my heart because I think it's just so 
overrated. Aesthetically, same, it's amazing. Same, same, the music, the score is incredible, but I, it's boring. And I just never understood why it's so. I mean, there's three good Batman movies, and they're all well. There's three good Batman movies, and they're all made by Christopher Nolan. The rest are shit. Oh, how dare you, Batman! Batman Returns Mm -hmm. is the best Batman movie. It's a genre thing, and I think that's with a lot of movies. It's a genre thing. It's what you grew what you grew up with, and what you're very fond of. And you know, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies might they're just a completely different type of movie. Yep. Right. Really. I do but think I, it's a good pick. I do pick, think though. it's a genre thing. Yeah. Well, I I bridge that gap because I think Returns is the best, and then two Nolans, and then this one. Um, he paved the way, so. man. You know, he paved the way. No, for- we talked about we talked about Burton in '88. He was God. He was hot during this era. He was the man here. Uh, anyway, I I think it's a great pick. It anyway, be- go see Dumbo, a true masterpiece. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm interested to see what, what Drew's got here at the end of round one for his first pick. Drew, what do you got? Oh, man. Well, I mean, with Indiana Jones and Batman uh, all being taken, I've, you know, I've got to go comedy. I've got to go something I watch every single year. And it might be a mistake, but luckily I got back-to-back picks. I'm going with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Whoa. Whoa. Wow! I knew this. So I knew this. I knew this one was going to get picked too high. This is. I like this movie. I grew up with this movie. It it is truly overrated. It, it, it does not <laughs> hold Ooh, up. I don't know today. Jay, I'm coming out with movie. the arrows, man. What are you? I'm coming out. Look, movie. I mean, I'm, uh, look, these these are not. I'm not playing a character so far. I I truly think everything <laughs> that I've said so far. I grew up with this movie. I think the original Vacation is great. Really one of like an all-time comedy. I think Christmas Vacation is really stuck in a time and has aged like a fine milk oh, sitting on no. a 95 no, degree Absolutely couch. not. I, I am no. on the total opposite of the fi- side of the fence. And I just – and I talked about this when I we talked about Scrooge uh, a couple of drafts ago. I watched both Scrooge and Christmas Vacation on the big screen on Quentin Tarantino's New Beverly Theater, and Christmas Vacation holds up remarkably well, remarkably well. Like I'm just like, wow, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. So, do you like it more than the original? Yeah, uh, it definitely holds up better than the original does. Like, mm, watch yeah. both of those movies now and tell me which one holds up better. Christmas, like, it's one just of them, got, it's, one of it's, them it's, has John Candy and one of them doesn't. It's so, got a I mean, timeless. A I mean, Chris, the, setting it at Christmas makes it more timeless because there's not a lot of like you know uh, things that are going to super date it in that movie if you watch it back. I think it's great. I, I think there's a lot of fans of it uh, still. So I still I I will I I admit I I like it. I just think it's overrated. You think everything's <laughs> so, overrated? Jay? That's where I'm at. Gidget, that's where I'm at. What what does everyone think? Of, what what does everyone other than Jay think about Christmas Vacation? I think. Oh, man. It, it's uh, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. It's uh, no, that's all right. I'll just say real quick. I I would say it's uh, too high of a pick, but considering he's picking back to back, is it's okay. I think it's a good second round pick. So really, it doesn't matter because he's going to get the pick next. So yeah, I I think it's too high too. I I just think it's uh one of the the best Christmas movies out there. So it's like how high does one of the best Christmas movies you know push it up in terms of best of the year? So. I guess we'll see. I don't know. The shooter shooter is full. The shooter is full. (laughs) Randy Quaid. Come on. Randy Quaid is really good in that movie. But it it, it overall feels like an extremely mean-spirited film. 
Well, that's what uh, Lampoon. That's, that's what makes it funny. Yeah, that's the move. That's the uh, whole. That's series. what makes it not last. To uh, me. I disagree it's, with you. Uh, on there's this one, no. Guys. All right, okay. I mean, I'm not going to win that one. I I I right? lost. I lost. No, Veep is great, and there is actually some. Well, that's main. That's main comedy some, too. Some some pathos to that movie, but uh, or to that show. But uh, I think. Uh, I, last draft, I, I I lost votes openly. People commented saying I was going to vote for him, but he trashed Coming to America. So I fully <laughs> expect this to cost me the draft. So uh, very happy that, that we it got to, that we I got to go. Yeah, I want to know, Drew, why why so high? Round one, I, like I said, I think it's high. It's more like a three or four to me. But wh- wh- why your first pick? I mean, I, I would agree that it's probably a little high. But then again, I kind of like Wes said, like I had back to back, so it's. It's not necessarily going to be the order per se at this point, but I I just really like Christmas Vacation. I think it's a fantastic movie, um, though a higher pick. It, it's it's something that sticks with me. I think it has a fantastic cast. Its comedy still holds up, both physical and the the written script. It's it's clever. I mean, you have you have the uh, the the grandmother or the aunt. I forget whom uh, she did the voice of Betty Boop. I mean, you have iconic people like in this film. It's clever. It's funny. I think it's great. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. A lot of good lines, a lot of quotable lines in that movie as well. So we'll see how it goes for Drew, Mr. Masters of the Universe, of course. Uh, it's time for Skeletor himself. It's time for round two, which means Drew gets another pick off of Christmas Vacation. Drew, what do you got? So something that I think will probably... I don't want it to be uh, taken away from me, and it's something that's also like really important to me. So this is a round two pick of my heart. And uh, I gotta go, Robin Williams and Dead Poets Society. Oh, Captain, my Captain! All right, all right. Why, why Dead Poets here in round two? Total Uh, teacher pick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Did you realize this is like a this is like a signal? Everybody, this is a signal by this is is him. He's projecting. <laughs> no, honestly, this is some. This is one of the like top Robin Williams films that actually. I mean, it really does speak to me, and it was something that was very inspiring for me to become an educator. But it's it's his caring nature, and it's something that I typically try to imbue and put out there every single day when I am at work. But it's it's a great story, and it's and it has so many subplots going for it. Where Robin Williams is not necessarily like the key focus of the film, but he's a delightful subpart of it. Kind of like in Goodwill Hunting. It's it's a beautiful uh portrayal of human nature. And I think it's I think it's a fantastic film. Well You're said. right actually, well Drew. I've never I've never thought about it like that, but actually it's the boys that are the star. And, right. and Robin Williams is probably in it less than the students. But yeah, th- that was my number three pick, so well done. I think I think Ethan Hawke had all the heat coming out of this one. I think he was kind of like the breakaway, supposed to be the next guy, and then he had kind of a gap, and then Linklater like brought him back. But uh, uh, yeah, this this is a good movie. I, I like this yeah. movie. Peter Weir, I think, is a really good director, underrated director. Uh, yes. So I, I like Dead Poets Society. I mean, Ethan Hawke actually Aussie. he quit yeah, yeah. he quit going to college so he could actually go do this film. 
And I, I don't necessarily think it was, I mean, obviously <laughs> go to school, but I mean, I think it did well for him. It definitely did well for him. I think his character is like the most underwritten character in the movie, but <laughs> you know, he did great. Uh, and um, it's a, it, it, it has some great moments and, and is a real affecting movie. So, you know what, as, as negative as I've been, Congratulations, you did good. I hope your I hope your students really appreciate that you model your uh, curriculum after uh, I just, a film starring Robin Williams. I just I was just imagining like Drew like standing at the front of the class saying, "Kids, carpe diem by voting for me in the 1989 <laughs> fancy movie draft, or you're all feeling and you know." So hey, it's fine. It's fine. I can now say everyone on this draft is gonna get schooled. Carpe DM seize the A by voting seize for me the in the fantasy movie draft. I I need to I need to make that into a poster. That's fantastic. Oh no! Don't give me ideas. Come on, man. Uh, uh, heartwarming pick. R.I.P. Robin Williams. One of his one one of his most famous roles and a ton of them. So. Uh, Drew's got Christmas Vacation, Dead Poet Society, which means it is Gidget's pick next for her round two. What do you got, Gidget? Oh, this is really hard to go with my head or go my, go with my heart. And I, oh, this, but there's part of me that I don't want this taken, but I just think it's going to be too high. So I'm going to go with my other pick, and I'm going to go with Field of Dreams. If you build it, he will come. <laughs> Love this movie. Wow, you get so Gidget's got Batman and Field of Dreams. You know she's you know racking up the dude hits in my mind. She's working the field. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. I'm actually a dude. I'm actually a dude. So just like Jay said, you need an eclectic. Hey, it's me, Gidget Von Larue. I just picked uh, Field of Dreams. uh, This is a that uh, Field of Dreams is a movie that I actually just watched for the first time this week and was expecting to be really schmaltzy and bad, and I was actually moved. A lot by <laughs> this movie's yeah. great. It's amazing. Yeah. You don't. They don't make movies like this anymore. As sincere as this movie is, yes. uh, it's uh, it's pretty special. I I really liked Field of Dreams. Kevin Costner, late eighties Kevin Costner baseball movies rule. All in on 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 late eighties Costner. Yeah, what happened to Bull Durham last draft, guys? Jeez, <laughs> it was my it was my quote unquote sixth round pick. Yikes. It was everybody's. Yeah, it was. It was on my list. Yeah, it, it would have been on my list as well. I love Bull Durham, but fi- but Field of Dreams, you, you nailed it. it. It's not. It's not schmaltzy, and it could have easily gone down that path. It could have easily turned into cornball sort of, but it's not. And the acting in it is absolutely fantastic. It's very very emotional, and it's one of the few movies I know where guys tell me, you know, when I ask them, and they're like. You know, come on, guys. What's it's always the Iron Giant and Field of Dreams that sort of <laughs> gets it gets a tear in even the toughest guy's eyes, and especially that last scene. You know, Dad, you want to play catch? You want to have a um, catch? <laughs> yeah, you want to have a catch? <laughs> but it's it, but and and I'm a big Kevin Costner fan anyway, and and I just James L. Jones, and and I just I love it, and I was torn between that, and I'm just crossing my fingers that someone doesn't take the other pick that I was thinking about. So. We'll see how we go. I think I know what it is. <laughs> I, I, Do you? I doubt maybe. it. <laughs> I doubt it. I, 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 think it, I think it's a great pick. Um, very popular film. Uh, daddy Issues. If you got Daddy Issues, you might love Field of Dreams. So, um, yeah, I love it. 
Great pick, Gidget. Which means Wes. Thank you. We we got to Wes. He got he took Back to the Future part two in round one. What do you got round two? Well, I'm not. I don't. I really don't like the way this draft's going for me right now. But it is a little bit liberating considering I'm going against the Bakersfield school system and Gidget Von Rue. I'm pretty not gonna. I'm not gonna win. The Bakersfield school system and the country of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So. And also some it's, it's other guy. The, it's actually the country of everything. It's basically the entire world against America because it's, I've, uh, had, I've had podcasts for, podcasts from Britain and, and no 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 okay okay so Bakersfield Bakersfield go, school yeah, system Bakersfield yeah. school system anyone who was around in the 1980s and then some other guy that's <laughs> then, who you're against. and then remember that 90s movie The Lawnmower Man. Now imagine it's just Gidget, just like you know, with her arms all over the internet and everything. So. <laughs> she is. Johnny Depp and transcendent. She is yes. becoming the internet. Yes. yes. I am Gidget, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> we, we are all the Autobots yelling, it's Unicron, but it's, it gets Gidget. Her name was Gidget Von LaRue. <laughs> uh, all right, Wes. You're, okay, so are you saying you're gonna, you have to go hard overhead here? You've already given up. What's going on? I'm not giving up. I feel like I still have a chance, but it's, it's just very slim. I, I'm going to go with uh, – there's one movie I really want, but I think it's still going to be around. Uh, at least I hope it is. Uh, so I'm going to go Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh. Very nice. Keep it with the time travel. That was going to be one of mine. All right. Why, why Bill and Ted here in round two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I didn't watch this for a long time and watched it just a couple of weeks ago before I even knew I was going to be doing this. And it's just, it's just got so much heart. It's just so silly that the really Keanu Reeves and, um, Alex Winters carry it kind of, which is silly because they're just being so stupid, but it works. It's just fun to watch. It's clever. It's creative. Um, and it, it's still in some, I guess because it's so bizarre, it still kind of holds up well because the, it, it makes no sense anyway. So you're not really looking at how out of date some things are. So other than, I guess, the phone booth, but, and, and there's a third one coming out. So obviously it's still endearing. People still care about it. So yeah. Yeah. Bill and Ted. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. Sneak, a sneaky way to get kids uh, into history as well. Yep. Bill and Ted. I think it's a classic, man. I, I love Bill and Ted as a kid you, and the sequel. Yeah, I agree. You would think a teacher would have picked this since they care about <laughs> education so much. But, but I, I mean, who am I? Who am I? Damn it, Drew. This is so, this is so, this is so weird because I, I watched it yesterday to do notes because I am recording with Sam from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, tomorrow. Ah. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Well. Yep. So, good, a good fun movie. And you know, the thing, the thing is, it would have been really easy for that, for that sort of, um, I don't know how you call it, like a stoner role, like they did, you know, a surfy stoner sort of role to to be overplayed. But I think they did it really well. They don't like, you know, Keanu Reeves' character comes across as, as dopey, but but it's kind of a really likable dopey. Yeah, it's it's not. They're not annoying. That they're not annoying, and they could have easily been annoying. And and the and the casting of John uh, George Carlin was just genius. So oh yeah. Yep. And, and, oh, I've got to tell you, I got Diane Franklin, who plays Princess Joanna. She's doing our intro. She recorded the intro for our podcast tomorrow. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Fancy. Excellent. Princess Joanna. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Diane, by the way. <laughs> I am Gidget, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> uh, Wes called this out. He's got two tra- time travel movies already. 
uh, here in the first two rounds. Is that a strategy, Wes? Yeah, I want to go back in time and pick a, a higher number for Dumbo or a lower number for Dumbo. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if you listen to Gidget's uh, uh, song list, uh, share, I can go. I can turn back time. There. You could. Yeah. <laughs> if you can find a way. I <laughs> uh, love that song as well. Yeah, we um, in, in order of uh, we we pick draft order. Everyone gets to pick draft order, but we try to do like a guess guessing game to to see who gets that very important choice. And we had all four of them try to pick the opening weekend gross for Dumbo, and the one that got closest without going over Price's Right style got to do that. And so Jay was closest. He got the draft order. He picked himself to go first. So Wes again. Would like to go back. I was also the lowest. I was the lowest guess, so it underachieved. Yeah, yeah. I was close, but poor dumb enough. (laughs) So, uh, but we are. We're back to Jay. He got the first pick of the draft. Took uh, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Now he's got his round two pick. Jay, what do you got? A most excellent pick, Wes. Very good pick. (laughs) Uh, I was going to pick that one with one of these two picks, but obviously I cannot anymore. Uh, I'm surprised this one has fallen this low. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a movie that enough people have seen. I don't know. But I this is definitely one of my two or three favorites of the year. Maybe the most the, – the, the, the overall best romantic comedy of all time. I'm going mm. Rob Reiner's When Harry Met Sally. That has to be my pick. It's a absolute stone-cold classic. Uh I mean, you look at the performances, the the moments, the deli scene is just a an all time. Everybody knows that scene. All have what she's having is a line that I'm sure the kids in Drew's class would know what that means. Um, so uh, that that's that's got to be my pick when Harry met Sally. Yeah, uh, super surprised this dropped this far, guys. I mean, if it's not the best, one of the like the top three best romantic comedies of all time by far. Come on. So uh, I had it. We just we just did our um, uh, '80s movies set in New York. Our top ten '80s movies set in New York, and this is my number one. So this was my third pick. This so was also my you've third. Taken pick. it away, Jay. Was this the was this the one that you were picking between for the one that you thought might get back to you, Gidget? Uh, it, that there's there's three, there's, yeah. there's three. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's it's a beautiful, it's a fantastic movie. It's funny, very it's a, funny. It's, yeah. It is is the ultimate, and I hate the the word chick flick. It, yeah, it's a rom com, but it but it, but men and women can love it. Anyone of any age can love it. It's it's really clever. It's really intelligent, and it's a total love letter to New York as well, which I love New York. So. You know, it's it's just and and they just work so beautifully together, and and it's always that good debate. You know, can can women and men be friends without one of them wanting to pork the other one? You know, <laughs> and Meg, from my, Meg, Meg from my Ryan, experience, no. <laughs> Meg Ryan in this movie is smoke show. I mean, straight up, like cannot even deny it. And then Billy Crystal obviously uh, would never get her in real life because he's Billy Crystal, but he's very charming. <laughs> so uh, so so good for him. Jokes are the new abs, y'all. It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it, this almost dropped to round three when Harry met Sally. So I think it's a steal here at the end of round two. Um, but it's time for round three, and Jay gets another pick one uh, off of that one. What do you got, Jay? Okay, this is uh, this is a hard one. I think this is one where I'm going to slightly lean towards head over heart. 
and I'm going to take the dawn of the Disney Renaissance. <gasps> I am. Uh, I'm going to take the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. This one longing to be thinner. That one wants to get the girl. And do I help them? Yes, indeed. Those poor unfortunate souls, so sad, so true. They come flocking to my cauldron, crying spells, Ursula, please, and I help them. Yes, I do. The Little Mermaid, uh, a Disney classic, one of the, uh, I mean, it really was the start of what we can call the modern era of Disney films. Disney was in a serious lull there in the 70s and 80s, and then all of a sudden, Little Mermaid came out, and it was just a flood of great Disney films, and Little Mermaid was the one that started it. Classic. Classic. Uh, Chrissy and I were uh, just last year on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast with Paul and Wayne. Uh, first crossover of, of us four together, and we talked about our favorite Disney movies in X-rated fashion. And The Little Mermaid was Chrissy and I's consensus number one because we had to combine our our number one picks, and we got a lot of flack for that. But I think it's I think it's just culturally, uh, you know, it, it changed. Uh, Disney animation, similarly in the same way that Batman 89 changed the superhero movie game. So I think it's great. Love the soundtrack as well. Jay, obviously a fan. Jay? Yes, a fan. Definitely a fan. I've said in this draft, I will never pick a movie I do not at least like. So I, I definitely like The Little Mermaid. It's great. The songs are great. It, it totally earns its reputation as the start of the Denny, uh, as the as the start of the Disney Renaissance. Hmm. What does everyone else Reed. think? Best music in any – that's my favorite music of any Disney movie. It's, it's, a, fun, it's a fun Disney movie. It's, it has fantastic animation, great songs. It actually even made um, a fairly good Broadway musical. It's, uh, it's a good pick. One of the best, the best Disney villains, you know, Poor Unfortunate Souls is one of the best karaoke songs ever. Body language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I don't know. Jay, Jay's got Indiana Jones, When Harry Met Sally, and Little Mermaid already, guys. So, he's, he, he's you know, he might be the Captain America stepping up to Thanos at the end, you know, where he, like, grabs the... No, not that part. Okay, cool guys. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, look, I still have to. I still have to beat Thanos. So we'll see how Endgame goes. This this is my Endgame. Exactly. Just just call me Ursula. <laughs> uh, but Wes got Wes has his round three pick after taking Back to the Future Part Two, Bill and Ted. Any other time travel movies here on this list? What What do you got, Wes? Um, I was going to actually pick Little Mermaid next, um, but since it's gone, uh, I actually get to pick my favorite movie of this year. No, no, sorry, sorry. Second favorite movie of this year. The, the first, my favorite movie of this year actually went number one. Uh, I yep, think this okay. is one of the best Everybody action. voters take note. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's true. Um, one of the best action movies of the 80s, Lethal Weapon 2. Oh. Go, going You're welcome, the, Nick. Going for the Haskin the Haskins vote. Uh, noted yeah. noted eighty eighties action film number one pick. Uh, so why Lethal Weapon two here? I actually think it's a little bit better than the original. Just a little bit. Not thanks to Joe Pesci. I, I have a love hate <laughs> relationship with that character in it, but it's just fun. I really you know 
<clears throat> you know, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover just take it to another level. The characters are, are, are more fun. It doesn't just repeat itself from the original one. It just it kind of builds on it. Um, and this is a, a year of a lot of sequels and most of which are pretty good. And this might, uh, this is one of my favorite ones of the year. So yeah, Lethal Weapon 2, really, really good. Um, and it holds up really well, I think. A lot of good car chases. Wes has received diplomatic immunity from me because I actually think this one is uh, better than the first one too. It, it gets this one's goofy, and I like that about it. It gets really silly. The uh, the uh, little aquarium scene is really really funny. Um, it's funny. It's a much funnier movie. There there's no rigs threatening to kill himself in this one, <laughs> um, which isn't a bad thing because I think Lethal Weapon One is great. But this one this one ups the camp uh which which i liked a lot and i loved it and somebody gets murdered by a surfboard on top of a car it's great uh love it yeah take it to the next level they did you've, you've got you've really got to say that with a south african accent i can't, can't. <laughs> i just can't do it i just can't do it we're, we're diplomatic immunity you're, you're, we're talking about uh Gidget, and a great villain great Gidget, villain too Gidget's lover boy mel gibson noted lover boy oh yeah yep <laughs> Australia's doing, favorite son, Mel doing. Gibson. Yep. <laughs> don't, make, don't make that mistake again. Uh, don't, t- don't you go touching Mel Mel. We like our Mel. Diplomatic immunity. Immunity. And Patsy, Patsy Kinsett, of course. Oh, oh, killing it in this film. Yeah. Heartbreaker. Uh, uh, that, that toilet sequence might be one of my favorite sequences yes. of the whole, the whole series. <laughs> Just the two of them, man. Great, great film. Um and great pick, Wes. Gidget, you got your round three pick. What are you going with? Yay! I am so happy. No one's no one's touched any of the ones that I've just been staring at. Going, oh, don't pick, don't pick. I I have to go with this. This this is the most for people that love this movie. They love this movie, and I'm one of those people. It's one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. So it's the mm. birds. Oh. Yeah, that's a Gidget. I hate you. No, I'm choice. so sorry, darling. I'm so sorry, but you know, I'm 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 fighting fighting to win, babe. Joe Dante, um, man. Joe Dante rules. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And another movie with Carrie Fisher in it. Yep. She was in When Harry Met Sally. She was in this. She was great. Um, as Ray Peterson's wife. It, it's just it's a it's a great just it's such a simplistic idea. It's such a simple idea. Just just on you know you could do it as a stage play basically, but but just the, all the the. the all the dimension of the characters and the neighbors, and and it's just one of those movies. If it's on TV, you just sit down and watch it. Even if it's halfway through, even if you've got it on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, you just sit down and watch it because it's just a really perfect quirky comedy. So I'm so glad. Thank you, boys, for not picking it. I am so happy to have that. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, thank yes. you. You're so polite. <laughs> it's so polite. So Bruce Bruce yes. Dern in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, he Bruce nearly Dern. steals it. He nearly steals yeah. the entire movie. Bruce Dern uh, in any movie, almost. I, I mean, all these movies that we're picking tonight are celebrating their 30 year anniversaries this year. I think we yep. just just recently passed the Burbs because a lot of people were revisiting it and seeing that it totally friggin' holds up still. Um, oh, hands down. This well. is one of the ones that I just watched this week, and it. Ah, oh, what do you think? You liked it. it, right? it, it, it it's I. great. It's it's one of my favorites of the year. It rules. Awesome. Joe Dante, man, eighties Joe Dante is just the best. Like his, awesome. his, oh, he was hitting it out his of the park. Horror Big comedy time. sensibilities, just yeah, they're the best. They really connect with me. I mean, Gremlins is a masterpiece, and then this one is like just one step below that. 
Dude, was it just la- a couple of drafts ago? I was the only one singing the praise of Inner Space, man. Joe Dante. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Joe Dante. On, Joe Dante. On fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So great pick, Gidget, with the Burbs in round three. Thank you. Which means we got Drew Hallam here with the last pick in round three, his third pick. What do you got, Drew? So since the Burbs was taken away from me, unfortunately, I. I got to go with another comedy that is also very uh, close to my heart. Not as close as The Burbs was, but I got to go with John Candy in Uncle Buck. I, I like Uncle Buck a lot. Mediocre. Clap, 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 <laughs> clap, clap. clap. <laughs> Uh-oh. Tread carefully. Tread carefully. So why, why Uncle yeah. Buck here, Drew? You know, it's just, it's one of those movies where, again, you get the sincerity of bonding with John Candy through a character and all the trials that he is. And just, again, the writing and the and the comedic value of said character throughout the film, it evolves. It changes and you go along with it. And again, such quotable lines and quirky characters. And you also have that same classic, just genuine smile as the same at the end of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles when the camera fades on his face. It's It's a funny, funny movie. It's great. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Are you my dad's brother? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. I'm your dad's brother, all right. You have much more hair in your nose than my dad. How nice of you to notice. I'm a kid. That's my job. I have a feeling that Drew's headmistress has a big mole on her face. And he just wants to go in and say that about the whole, you know, here's a quarter and get a rat to chew that thing off your face. He's fantasizing about it. True, true or false, Drew? Uh, false, because we, because there is no headmistress. Oh. Uh, I mean, if it, if it would have been anyone other than John Candy in that role, who knows if it would have been as good as it was? Like he pretty much. I don't made, think it would have. I don't think it would have gone. He anywhere. keeps that movie afloat because God, that script is just bland as hell. He's, he's it got, is. He's got charisma he, to spare. I remember as a kid, uh, him making those huge fucking pancakes was like a dream of mine. Yeah, that does, that does that. That that part's <laughs> awesome. But but it really is like you do go watch planes, trains, and automobiles, and you're like, oh, this is like a good version of that movie. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm actually with you on that. Yeah. Ooh, piling on yeah. Uncle Buck, yeah. everyone. Uh, I like I like it. I don't love it. There I'm the go. same. Macaulay Culkin, of course, yeah, as well. Little baby Macaulay, cute guy. Baby Macaulay, Uncle <laughs> Buck. Um, the book. The, the the boy who could fly kid. I know was in that movie. He was like the the daughter's boyfriend that like he harassed and stuff. I don't know. I, I think it's a good movie. I love him. So there's a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in you know John Candy and you know wanting him still around. So good picture. We'll see if it works for you. But we got round four right now, and you got to pick another one right off of Uncle Buck. What do you got round four? So a lot of this draft now is actually just going to be all heart, honestly. And I got to go with my my very first Stephen King novel and a recent new movie that's out, Pet Cemetery. Ooh, and I know that's a movie that definitely also a movie. Scares, scares the crap out of Gidget. <laughs> Riding that SEO wave, I guess. 
It's a um... <laughs> bloody Zelda. Zelda. Look, I I haven't seen the new one, but but Zelda to me is terrifying. In that she's the most terrifying thing. Well, it was a guy that played Zelda, but uh, that character is the most terrifying thing in that movie. I went to see this at the movies with a girlfriend of mine, and neither of us could. Just you know, sleep that that night. So uh, it definitely has a lot of nostalgia for me because I did see it when it came out. But it's it's a really good pick. But I still I wouldn't have put it, had it that high. It's the it's the horror movie. It's the first true horror movie pick, and we know those those votes play. But uh, I don't think Pet Cemetery is revered enough to take it uh, this early. Mm. I mean, considering other horror movies of 1989, I think this is probably the better of them. Oh, if but. you're picking one, then yeah, this is Definitely. probably the yeah. one you pick. But it, yeah. but it, they're just they're just it's a shallow year for horror movies. M- might have been there in round five. Might have been. I love. I think it's a great movie. I mean, I love Stephen King. We've done a whole Stephen King movies draft, and uh, I think I might have picked this one. I think it's great. Um, very mean, like. Mean whore. There's some really fucked up shit happening in that movie, especially uh, if you got you know young children and you've decided to move into a house right next to a major thoroughfare, basically. So uh, I don't know. I'm ex- I said that in I said that in the podcast when we were doing it, and I love I do love Pet Cemetery and that and that scene where he's got to inject the needle into Gage's oh. neck and the little kids crying, and I'm thinking. Uh. How- how, how, no did Mary, how did Mary Lambert get the kid to, to, to act like that? I mean, that's a, that no was a really fair. young child. <laughs> yeah, no fair. You play no fair. <laughs> um, and it's just – but you keep thinking the minute you bought that house, you build the biggest fence right. along, that, along right. that road. You know, because they're already warned by their orderly neighbour across the street that, you know, people are getting knocked Sometimes by the trucks left, right and centre. So the first thing you'd invest in is a big damn fence. But, it's look, it's, it is a really, really good horror movie. And as it's, it's, one of you said, it was a really shallow year for horror. I think that I, I had that on my list and there's another horror movie and that's it. Yeah. So there, it you wasn't got, a buffet of horror. You got Fred Gwynn, man. I would pick it just for Fred yeah. Gwynn's sake. He was great. Right. So, uh, whatever. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> dead is better. No, you don't, my friend. Not in that role. Uh, <laughs> so, like I said, first first horror movie picked uh, here in the 89 draft. We'll see how it goes for Drew. Um, but Gidget, you got your round four pick. What are you going to choose? Yay, I am picking The Abyss. Oh, wow. Oh, I love it. This, yeah. this is my favorite James Cameron movie. There you Whoa. go. I'm going, I'll Whoa. go as far as that. Yeah. Whoa. Yep. Yeah, and then, like I love, I love here's a lot of his problem with the, Here's the problem with the abyss: it is literally impossible to watch. Why? It's it's so hard to watch. You have to pay like forty dollars for a Blu-ray of this movie. Oh. I was gonna watch it this week. It's not available on iTunes. It's not available on Amazon. Uh, I really wanted to watch it, but I could not. Ironically, somebody I, I, tweeted. I ended up getting a pretty good version because we we that, this was an, again another double podcast. Look, I don't want to hear about you getting the first run of the Abyss in Australia <laughs> in 2019. James actually sent it to me. James sent it to me. Really good friend of did mine. Did he just pop and, up out of the water in a submarine? Like, here's a copy, and just kind of die. <laughs> hey, I I saved the coral reef. Here's your copy of the Abyss. 
That's it. When we were diving over the Great Barrier Reef and he said, do you want a copy? And I said, yes, please, James, give it to me. Uh, I think just recently he someone was getting on to him because there's no True Lies Blu-ray, there's no Abyss Blu-ray, and I think he yeah, yeah. signaled that after his eight eight avatars, he might get to it. So yeah. he said it's on to-do list. Well, thank God for that. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, he's too busy remaking that damn movie 400 billion times, so... You know, he needs to just take a break and start releasing the stuff that people want. But, yeah, I, I, I really love this movie. I'm a massive Ed Harris fan and and the effort. And, and it's got one of the best making ofs ever. Still to this day, it's got one of the best. The effort they went to in those huge water tanks and what the crew had to go through, what the actors had to go through, the effort that was made to, to, to do it as realistic as possible is just phenomenal. And I just think – and and there can be a lot of argument about the ending of it, and I know there's a lot of debate and all that sort of thing, but I, I, I like both versions. Um, I especially like the director's cut, and I just, I'm just really happy to have grabbed The Abyss because I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fitting because you just kicked your draft into the abyss as well. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. So, so, so you haven't have yet to see, see this yet, right? You haven't seen. The I, I have not. I was not able to. I really wanted to see it, and I have not. Same for uh, same for me. I've never seen it either. What? Yeah, it's hard to watch, dude. Yeah, it's like, it's legitimately list. hard to see unless I go and illegally download it, which I'm I'm a man of integrity right. and culture uh, and respect. Well, I'm not. I tried to I find a good no copy. I have no integrity. Illegal. I have no culture, <laughs> no respect. It, it's 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 worth worth making the special effort. Go, you know, just go out in the street and someone, you know, in a trench coat will have some copies of the abyss. abyss. Hey, you got the abyss. You got some. You got some hot abyss action under that coat. Um, People on the street. So, so if you actually, if you subscribe to Cinemax on Amazon Prime, it's on there. Drew, oh, of well. course you subscribe to Cinemax. <laughs> and, God. and not only that, you got Michael Bean as a baddie, and he is a great. Yeah, baddie. Ma- Mary yeah. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Like, Antonio. Yeah, yep. she's she's great in that. Great I'll just, cast, great I guess I'll just get Cinemax and watch it after the Dark Nighty. <laughs> oh man! I'll, just, I'll send you my copy, man. This is an important movie to see. So, I want to see it. I really do. Sincerely, he's a great round, great round four pick, Gidget. Um, Wes, you got your round four pick. What you got, man? This might be a horrible choice. I personally love this film. This will probably clue you off to what it is. I first saw it in school. And it really got to me. Really, really got to me. I've learned something in doing movie podcast. Denzel is never, ever a bad choice. Oh, okay. Never a bad choice. Glory. So good. So good. I watched that in school and Denzel's performance just killed me. I mean, I, I was tearing up in school. And you don't want to do that in school, especially in the South. What's your problem, boy? Yeah, so you got to be careful with that. But... I love it. I love, 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 love this film. Glory, more like Snorri. What? Oh. <laughs> it's got Denzel and Morgan Freeman. And Matthew Broderick right, and Harry Ellis. Yep. When you said that you watched it in school, I went down my whole list and I'm like, nope, he wouldn't watch that in school. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Would he watch this in school? Uh, so, yeah, Glory. So... Jay, Jay goes on the snore. He, he's on the snorey camp. Gidget, Drew, do you guys big fans of Glory? What do you think? So I actually like Glory. We did it, we did it for our second episode of our uh, of our first season, and 
I mean, it's a good movie. I mean, much like Wes, I actually saw it for the first time in school as well. But, I mean, it wasn't on my list, but I still like Glory a lot. It's a good movie. Just not on my list. You might be siphoning off some of those student votes, Wes, with this, Glory. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I, I believe the children are the future. (laughs) (laughs) Personally. Uh, All right, well. I, anyone else to say about it? We're going to move on to Jay. Jay's got the last pick in round four, his fourth pick. Jay, what do you got? I'm very happy with the way that this all shook out. I, uh, I'm i going to pick, you want to talk iconic? How about me lifting a boombox over my head and picking John Cusack say anything in one of the most charming rom-coms of this year and of the 80s in general who can forget john cusack putting the boombox above his head i'm going to say anything say anything <laughs> is a great great movie it's a really good movie how good is cusack in that movie god he's Lloyd, good both cusacks, both cusacks you can say anything but give a good reason to why this is a good movie no <laughs> it's great it's a great movie over there no, he, it's a great movie. He's watching Snorri over there, and I'm, I'm over here so having, a, having a great time. You know what's the best part of Say Anything is the, the, the dad-daughter stuff. I think... <laughs> no, the, the dad-daughter stuff to me is the most interesting part of, of that movie, but it really does capture a time period, uh, and, it, and it really does capture a very particular relationship. So I love, I love Say Anything. What wasn't picked in our 80s teen movies draft, and I was very sad about that. So I was like, damn, somebody, I hope somebody picks Say Anything. I think it's a great pick. Everyone else other than Wes down? No, Wes was just kidding. Great movie. Yeah, it's, it's a good pick. It is, seriously. What, it's, it's a good pick. I, I love John Cusack, and so, I mean, that's that's always going to be good for me. Ioni Sky, of course. Cameron Crowe, before he went major downhill, of course. Uh, um, Yeah, I think it's a great pick. So... Guys, we've already made it. We're here at round five, which means it is the wild card round. And for having such a deep year, it means you guys have the pick of a litter in terms of wild card possibilities. Jay, this is the last pick of your 89 draft. This is the finals. This is for all the marbles. What do you got, man? I was counting on this one being available. Uh, I, th- this was the one that I hinged my entire draft on. We go falling this far. You want to talk about one of the greatest directors of all time. You want to talk about one of the most socially impactful films of all time. You want to talk about the movie that should have won Best Picture in 1989. You want to talk about love, hate, fight the power, do the right thing. Spike Lee, baby. That's the pick. Do the right thing in the wild card round. And that's the best you can do in this round. That's the movie. What does everyone think about this pick? I think that soapbox is a little wobbly. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. He said you ain't got no nipples. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, getting Spike Lee his best here in round five, that's a pretty good wild card pick in my eyes. Everyone okay with this? What do you think? Great, Great round five pick. Yeah. Okay. Drew, Gidget? Mm hmm. Yes. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk bad about Spike Lee and do the right thing. No, no. It, it, was, it wasn't on my list. It wasn't so. on my list. This movie rules. It was on I my mean, list. I, I, I don't even know what to say to y'all for not having this on your list. It's one of 
the the most important movies ever made. Honestly, it's uh, I mean Spike Lee. Come on, it's his it's his masterpiece. True, 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 true. I think it's a great pick. I think Jay's got a great list, but Wes has to finish his list with his round five pick here in the wild card round. Wes, what you got, man? I'm going for re- name recognition here. I'm definitely going for franchise films. I'm just trying to get you know trying to get that vote. And uh, but I actually kind of think this film's a little underrated. I, I really do. It's not great. It's definitely not as good as the original. I'm going Ghostbusters too, and your boy Bobby Brown from the from the Christmas line. <laughs> wow! <laughs> there you go, Ghostbusters two. More uh, like Ghostbusters. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to go and. I'd rather look at Carl Sagan's butt. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back, Carl Sagan. Uh, Ghostbusters 2, Wes. Why, why is that your wild card pick? Well, I mean, it's it, it completely copies the best things about the original. So there's still something to like about it because it's the original. But I mean, I don't know. It's kind of fun. I, I liked it as a kid a lot. I watched it quite a few times. And I thought, you know, the, the ooze is cool, the, the really creepy painting with the guy in it apparently was a huge, horrible person. I can't remember all the bad things he did, but in real life, I think he was a really bad person. And, uh, so that was a good casting, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just nostalgia. It's just reliving all that. And it helps spin off the cartoons and the cereals and stuff and the ecto cooler. Ecto cooler came from this. Vote for me. Ecto cooler? Yeah. Thanks for making your lunches great. You're welcome. Oh, vote for Lord. Wes is a vote for late onset diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, I don't know if everyone notices, but uh, Wes has three part twos on his yeah. list. He's got Back yeah. to Part Two, Lethal Weapon Two, and Ghostbusters Two. So there's something going on with that, right, Wes? Oh hell yes, absolutely. <laughs> I wanted last place, to say to end those. second place because he because he is at best second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love me some Ghostbusters too. Uh, it's a great wild card round pick as well. So we'll see how it goes with Wes Gidget. You got your last pick of this entire '89 draft. What do you got? Okay, this uh, this this is possibly not just the greatest movie of 1989, but might be the greatest movie ever made. So this is a big call, and I can't believe everyone has missed it. I'm absolutely shocked and horrified. And I am going for Roadhouse. Yes, Gidget wins. <laughs> I thought. You, never mind. Yeah, if I thought this, it was going to be something else. If this is if this is what wins this draft, then your podcast needs to be cancelled. <laughs> if you if you can't get the love for Roadhouse and just the pure ridiculousness of it, the just over the top, it is just, it's masterful in its awfulness, and I love it. I Your love draft it. board is the roadhouse of draft boards because it is ridiculous, <laughs> and for some reason people are going to like it. That yes, is what are. is going on here. I love it, so other people have got to love it. You've, if if, if you've true. got that we sort got... of sense of humour and that sort of, you know, you can just you can just take a movie like that and just love the shit out of it, and and I do. And it, the the fight scenes and the the the, the throat ripping and and yeah, it's just great. Patrick Swayze doing his tai chi uh, across the lake, and the other guys just watching him in that sort of perverted way, and it's it's just it's all very homoerotic, and it's it's just great, and just bar fights, and oh yeah, love it. I want you to be nice. 
until it's time to not be nice. Sam Elliott, amazing yep. hair. Kelly Lynch, super sexy. I, the, the, I love Road. I mean, everyone knows how much I love Roadhouse. I, I'm just surprised. I'm surprised that they gave Gidget Batman in round one and Roadhouse in round five. And she's just gonna walk away. It's with very eighties. It's very eighties. More like the outhouse. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I was literally over here trying to think of some pun to make out of it. I was waiting for you to do it first. West West destroys me to it. It's like good one. You got your draft list, and then you have alternate like slam titles for the ones everyone else picks. The thing is, all all the all the smack talk is just giving me more more energy. It's just it's just building me up. So just it just keep going with the smack talk because because I feed off it, man. I feed off it. She's standing on your says i mean your draft board says i i i I am dissolved by any other people around me saying anything negative about me because this it's it's honestly like i mean i don't want to say embarrassing but i i I do feel kind of bad for for how this has gone for you oh man we we will we will see a river man i love that that she said she's getting stronger from from you guys like she's thanos and shang song over here just collecting the souls of of all you three so we'll we'll see how it goes drew drew hallam still has one more pick to turn this all around can can he pick the movie that's gonna cement the win for the finals here with the last pick in the 89 draft drew what do you got man so I'm going to go with something that I absolutely loved watching as a kid, and this is pure heart, 100%. And one of the only movies where an ant became a hero. Yeah, I'm know, going yeah, with yeah, Honey, yeah, I Shrunk yeah, the Kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. That was huge. That movie was big that year. Yeah, it mm. was. And I just I just watched it last week, and I was surprised at how well it actually still holds up. And you got to love Rick Moranis. You cannot pass up a chance to just smile at that beautiful man. I do love him. I love him. He's great That's in true. everything that he's in. And he was in a lot of movies this year. And it's weird because we were talking about Uncle Buck and, and you know, no one else but John Candy could have played it. The only other person I could think of was Rick Moranis could have played Uncle Buck. But I, I, just, I love him in everything that he's in. So the, yeah, this, is, this is fun. I watched it just last week as well. It was on TV and I just watched it and the kids writing the ants. And it's, like, it's the ultimate. You could show any kid now that movie and they would just love the hell out of it. Oh, right, course, right. Well, More yeah. like Honey, I drank while the kids watched it because it was unbearable to me. Oh, God. These are getting worse, you've, Jay. You've, These are getting lost, worse. You've lost your sense, you've lost your sense I, of childhood. I'm out of it. I need to go to sleep, guys. The, the, so, <laughs> so the reason this holds up so well is, and my kids just watched this recently, is actual sets. Like, you do this today, yeah, and they're like, sets, they're on CGA, CGI ants and like the... The grass is all CGI. There's somewhere in a you know a studio somewhere, but they actually built exactly. this. Exactly, it'd all, it'd all be green screen. That's the thing, and yeah. this this has just got a realistic feel about it. Like when the kids are like making their way through the backyard, and and yeah, as you said, they built real sets. So they really built that huge ant. And, yeah, and, and climbing it, into the Lego and everything. I mean, it's just yeah. It's a, it's a fun movie. You know what's crazy when you're a kid, you, you're walking on the sidewalk, and the ants walk in there. You'll just step on it, and be like, "Bye, ant, you're dead." But then, the, <laughs> but then it dies in the movie, and you're like, "Oh, no, I don't oh. step on them because of Honey I Shrunk the Kids." In that emotional yeah. moment, Wes, come yeah. on, man. I always uh, did find it kind of weird that like a. Uh, the villain itself inside the backyard was a scorpion. I'm trying to figure out how a scorpion got in there. That that's perplexed me as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, it, it's miles better than it's miles <laughs> better than the sequel. So there you go. Uh, 
Uh, all right, guys. This is huge. Let me read off this board here now that we've got everyone's picks. So, Jay has Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. When, oh. Harry, when Harry Met Sally. The Little, oh. <laughs> the little Mermaid. Say, oh. an, say anything. Stop it. And do the right thing. If they can hear oh, your picks, Jay. I'll have what that draft's having. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, Wes has Back to the Future Part 2, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Lethal Weapon 2, Glory, and Ghostbusters 2. Gidget has Batman, Field of Dreams, The Burbs, The Abyss, and Roadhouse. And Drew has National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Dead Poets Society, Uncle Buck, Pet Cemetery, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. We know what Jay thinks about his his list. What does everyone think about theirs? All I can I'm, say is I will, I will be drinking all of your tears later on in the week. <laughs> I'm getting my glass ready to collect all the tears of you, and I will be relishing that. Mm. Yeah, probably, mm. actually. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's she's got a strong list, guys. This is gonna be hard. Like I said, once she picked Batman, um, I was like, uh, but then she picked Field of Dreams, and then she's got the bur I don't know. This is gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. We'll see. Uh I still think Drew taking Christmas vacation in round one kind of kinda set this draft on a different spin than I thought it was. So Drew, you still hold up. That's a round one pick. I mean, yeah. You know what? I will. I will. I will hold. I will hold firm to it. That's fine. It's it's a matter of just having, as Jay said before we started, a nice eclectic mix. It's a good, uh, like well rounded team. It's at, when it when it all comes, you know, down to it, and the voting happens. It's not. It doesn't matter the order. It's ma- it matters what you got as a whole. Okay. Well, look at my team. My team is like unbelievable. I can't believe You're I right. got that. I can't team. believe you picked some of those movies. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's like it's like looking at God himself. <laughs> All right. So before before we start just throwing you chose out poorly. Throwing out <laughs> throwing out honorable mentions. If everyone had a round six pick, I want to hear one film, one film only that you would pick. Jay, if you had round six, what would you have gone with? Uh Major League. Major Damn, League. hell yeah, man. Major League. Yeah. yeah. Wild thing. It was, it was close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The fact that uh, Field of Dreams and Major League, I think we did that as a double feature episode. The fact that those two came out and be two of the best baseball movies of all time. That would have been a great pick. Wes, if you had a round six, what, what are you going with? God, I don't know. Uh, probably Weekend of Bernie's. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, probably oh Weekend of Bernie's. Oh, my God. God, I hate no. that movie so much. I hate it. There's two movies. There's two movies in this year. I hope somebody brings up that I hate with every fiber of my being, and I'm so glad they weren't picked. We'll, we'll, we'll see if they come up. Oh, that would have been a fun pick. Uh, weekend at Bernie's. Um, Gidget, round six. You had one. You had another pick. What were you taking? All right. The Australian in me was very tempted to go dead calm because I think that's a really, really good Aussie movie f- for that year. But I would actually go Parenthood. Yes. Mm. Yeah, Steve Martin. Love Steve yeah. Martin. Uh, yep. w- watch I that. Was actually really su- I was really surprised because uh, I, I put out on Twitter, what, what are your favorite Keanu Reeves movies? And, and Parenthood actually came in fifth. And he's not in it that much. But I think his character had a real effect on people in that movie. But it's such a great 
cast. You've got Rick Moranis again. God, he was busy this year. Um, he's in, he's in it as well. Steve Martin, of course, Cowboy Gill. Um, it's, it's just a really great, Diane Weiss is, was the ultimate 80s mum. You know, she's the mum in Lost Boys. She's mum in this. And, and I just think it, this is a great, great movie. So that, that would yeah. have been my sixth pick. Classic. Tom Holt, uh, you know, Jason Ropards. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Steam Virgin. That, that whole film. That's a great film. And, plays very differently once you have kids. There's a couple scenes in that that ring very true. So love me some parenthood. Drew, if you had one more pick, what were you going with? So I would have gone with like a beautiful story of friendship with uh, Jessica Tandy and Morgan Freeman in Driving Miss Daisy. It was also the best picture winner and uh, Dan Aykroyd in there. It also it just has a beautiful soundtrack in it. And it's just it's an endearing movie. It's it's a good movie. Another one directed by an Aussie, Bruce Beresford. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to throw out some ones that some people did not pick. Uh, Still Magnolias is probably <sighs> my mom's favorite movie of all time. It's a southern that's, staple. That's God. what I thought Gidget was going to take. I hate uh, that movie. <laughs> that was uh, seventh. That, that, was, that was seventh, uh, uh, Sea of Love. And, and I had Pumpkinhead on as Pumpkin. well. I really like Pumpkinhead. Uh, I think Look Who's Talking was like one of the highest grossing movies in 89. Yes. <laughs> Something about that movie disturbs me so much. And it's not tangible. I, there's nothing. Is it, that I, is, it, I, is it the talking toilet? Put your pee pee in me. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was scary. As, even That's as a what kid, I, I say that. I say that every morning when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because it had two, two Scientologists in it. Maybe. Uh, what? Yes, it's a strange yeah. film. UHF is a favorite of mine. UHF, uh, yes, Special yes. uh, City, Blind Fury. Uh, what else we got? The, the Gleaming the Cube is a favorite of mine. Christian Slater. If, if Chris was here, he would have picked that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's an amazing film. Um, Akira Twins. Akira, Akira Twins. <laughs> R.I.P. Akira Twins. The War of the I Roses. I thought Jay might have gone another uh, Studio Ghibli uh, with uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, Jay, what happened? It was uh, it's that's lesser Miyazaki in my. It opinion. is lesser Miyazaki. I just thought since it was the only one in 1989, you may have gone round. Five it's no, it. it's no Totoro. And with, I mean, with Do the Right Thing sitting right there, as far as round five picks go, that's the ultimate round five pick in my opinion. I do like Kiki's Delivery Service though. Uh, mm-hmm. Born, Born on the Fourth of July is a good yep, yep. one. C- Casualties of War '89. Mm-hmm. Turner and Hooch, another. Oh. Another Tom This is Hanks. not your room. Uh, 1989 classic. tried to kill dogs twice. You got all dogs <laughs> all, go to heaven and you have this. Yeah, all dogs go no, to no, heaven. No, no, no. Three times. You also had uh, K9. Uh, well, fuck this year. Oh, also, also dead calm. The dog the dog gets speared yes. through the door. Damn it, calm. 1989. Jeez. Billy Zane. What the hell? <laughs> wow. God, yeah. the 80s were horrible. I'm so glad I wasn't alive then. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> all these dead dogs. Uh, you had little Mate, monsters we didn't miss you, with Mr. Worry. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. If you've never seen that movie, check that one out. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, no, no Holds Barred. Hulk Hogan Classic. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy 89. Oh, I watched that thing. last year just for a joke. And it's, it's so ridiculous. The only hey, other this- one I have is uh, My Left Foot, which Daniel Day Lewis won oh, his Oscar for. That's a, that's yeah, a that's good, good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Heather's uh, Sex, Sex Lies and Videotape is a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. It was, yeah. It was yeah. kind Early, of the uh, first movie James Spader was not the baddie. Yeah, that was he, he always played sort of the, the real slimy, baddie sort of guy. And then it was just such an eye-opener seeing him in that movie. Because and that's he was Soderbergh's kind of first, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, Morgan Freeman also did a lot in 1989. I mean, Lean on Me also came out. And that was, that was a, I mean, again, yeah, I know it's a Yeah, I'm like, surprised that wasn't picked, actually. That probably would have been my fifth round pick now I think about it. Um, yeah. Well, you know, the biggest thing are is that everyone that's listening to this goes and, and votes when these polls drop, when this draft board drops for the 89 draft, because whoever wins this wins the whole shebang. We've done several different rounds for this. It's spanned over several months. And uh, whoever wins this crown has bragging rights for basically a whole year because most likely early word is uh, here in the fall of 2019, we're going to start our 2000s, the aughts uh, tournament, but 80s is huge. So Jay West, Gidget, Droop, they each picked five films, but who picked the best team of five films in the end? Let's go back to each one of them and find out where where we could find them and their podcasts online. Jay, you got your Indiana Jones here in the one spot. I yep. hope I hope you had fun tonight, 89 Draft. Where can we find you online, man? Yeah, you can find me. Uh, I'm with the In Session Film Podcast, uh, specifically the extra film segment where we review a bunch of small movies that will never be drafted in any of these drafts ever. Uh, but uh, no, no, Justin, I really want to do... Uh, I really do want to extend a, a thank you to, for inviting me to all of this. The the fact that I'm in the finals has been a, a real surprise to me. And and Wes and Gidget and Drew, thank you for, you know, I, I put on this like wrestler persona for all of this, but I really do have a great time with all of y'all. And um, I thank you for, uh, again, you know, putting up with me and, and playing along with all of it. And, and it's really fun. And I, I really love all of your shows. And um, so so thank you. I'm very appreciative of, of the experience of this 80s draft. And I just want to put that out there before, um, before it's over, because I, I, I really am thankful for uh, the opportunity. Oh, he's oh, a big softy. I'm a softy. I'm a softy. I, I really, it, it really was great, and I really, I saw a bunch of movies that I, you know, wouldn't have seen for for a long time um, because right. of having to watch them for this draft. So uh, it was great. I, I had a great time throughout this whole '80s tournament. Awesome. That's what that's what the draft is for, man. You know, just the love of film. Uh, being introduced to films you might not have heard about. Jay, congrats the, on your house as well, man. Thank yeah, you, absolutely. thank you. You know, the, the children mm-hmm. are a future, and as one of them, uh, I, I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> still, still, still hope for you. Uh, are you a millennial, Jay? You're, you're on the cusp? Oh, definitely. There? Definitely a millennial. Lazy, take advantage of everything. Just yeah. uh, good no, for nothing millennial. I don't, I don't think that about you. And good good luck in, in tonight's finals. So Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. And thank you to thank you to everybody else for uh, for, for being here and doing this and, and letting me be on my bullshit. Nice. Nice. What, Wes Younger from the VFVHS podcast. Sir, where can we find you and your podcast? Uh, uh, podcast with an S online. Yeah, well, actually, uh, you first of all, you can find me at, at via VHS, uh, at Good Morning Most Osley, at Analog Legends. I'm all over the place. Um, again, though, thanks, Justin. I really had fun. You know, I love the 80s. I had, I have had a blast doing this. I've got to draft with a lot of different people. So it's, it's been a blast and getting to revisit some of these movies. Um, also, this is other than one episode of Good Morning Most Osley. I am taking my break. So this is the last recording you'll hear me on for a month. Uh, cause basically what I'm doing is I'm recording all my stuff for May. So May you'll hear me, but I'm, t- I'm taking a break now. So it'll be a while before, uh, you hear my voice again. 
Well, Wes, I, early congrats. Early congrats on parenthood, man. Appreciate it's awesome. it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's excited. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining like Wes in some kind of like Rocky Four, like baby training montage through the snow, you know, changing, <laughs> changing, changing fake diapers, Gosh, you know, upside man. down, you know, waterboarding himself just for fun. Well, actually, uh, that's what I'm doing with the baby as soon as it's born. I'm waterboarding him. <laughs> I wasn't prepared, and uh, so that's that's step number one. That's nice. If if you do it early, it like it doesn't affect them later in life. It's like a it's like a vaccine. It, it is. It is. Well, uh, good good luck with the draft. But good luck with the baby. Don't be afraid to reach out for help or for questions. Wes, we're all here for you, man. I appreciate that sincerely. I do. Thank you. Awesome. Apart, apart uh, from apart from me, I haven't had yeah, kids, so I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, so yeah. don't 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 come to me. You can reach out to me, Wes. I'll, I'll reach out for me. I haven't had any kids, but um, Jay's a baby, practically a baby himself. Just ask him yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can tell you, I, I have very recent memories of of childhood. So just just let me know. I picture you like the baby from Look Who's Talking right now. Actually, <laughs> I look like I, I I pretty much look like Jack Jack from The Incredibles. Is really what I look like. Uh, Gidget Von LaRue from the Retro Cinema Podcast. Where can we find you online? Oh, just go into Google, type in the Retro Cinema Podcast, uh, Podcast Eighties Movies. Oh, and go out and check, go and check um, America's Next Top Podcast. Because you can listen to all ninety hours of that. I, I made it through right till the end. I, I came in third, so it was so that was that was pretty bloody good. And then they realized, the oh wait, you're not in America. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. it. It took them that long to suddenly realize, oh god, she's Australian. What the hell are we doing? Um, but it was great. It was really great fun. So go and check that out as well. Thanks, thank you, Justin, for having me on. The, honestly, I have such fun. And thanks to to Jay and Wes and Drew. Thank you guys. I'm sorry I'm going to beat you, but you know you're still awesome. So don't fall apart. Keep it together. And, Just for the record, uh, Wes- apology accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Good She's- luck with the baby, mate. <laughs> Appreciate. It. She's already in the dark web, reaching out to her minions. Yeah. Rise up. <laughs> All, all of Australia rising up like this gigantic wave uh, over all three of you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, Gidget, thank thank you as well for joining us. The queen of 80s films in my mind. Uh, and good luck to you in, in the polls. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. And o- always a good time. So Yeah, good thank you, you Gidget. Mm. You were great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of waves, we got a, a wave of students at the ready. <laughs> Uh, dutifully in class to vote for Drew Hallam for the, the real molder film. of children. <laughs> oh, captain! My captain sees the A. Drew Hallam. Where can we find you online, man? So if you just uh, if you Google Real Phil's podcast R E E L, you're going to find us either on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that jazz. Uh, I also do an actual play podcast with Donnie from More Gooder Than and uh, Thomas Howard, uh, formerly of the Never Ending Minute podcast. If you uh, Google Crit Storm Cast, that's our D and D podcast there as well. Awesome. Well, always good to have you, man, and and good luck as well in, in the final polls. Thank you. Yeah, and everyone else. I mean, this has just been a hoot. I mean, all the way back from August, and then in the semifinals, and now it, this has honestly been fantastic. So, I mean, just like everybody else, like Jay West Gidget, this has been a treat. So, honestly, thank you. This has been. So much fun. And Justin, thank you for taking the time and having us and also dedicating 
this bit of the show to your wonderful entourage of episodes. Nice. Well, I, I appreciate having all uh, anyone that participates in the draft. I appreciate. I love talking about movies. I love talking about some movies that people might have missed. And I love hearing people talk, you know, smack talk about other people's movies. Probably the yeah, best. We're all, su- we're all sucking up really hard to Justin for just one vote. But, but, but <laughs> I mean, I could always, I got the board right in front of me. I could always just like erase one and, and put something. You really else. could. Justin could really shape shape a lot of it if he just said who he thought won at the end of each episode. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, thanks to you, you for again. If you're listening to this, go vote for your your favorite team here in this 1989 draft. Crown the champion of the entire tournament. Um, in terms of me, you're listening to our show. So I married a movie geek. You can find us uh, on pretty much all the podcatchers. We're also at Movie Geek Cast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also a proud member of the Podfix Network. Go to Podfix network.com to find our podcast and several other podcasts to listen to and speaking of 1989 next week on the podcast we're, we're doing april big the month of april and next week we got a huge 1980 film 1989 film that we're going to be talking about we got a double feature coming up but this one's 1989 it's a movie called tango and cash guys mm. um, a big film from my youth and we're bringing in the big guns uh, to talk about it with us. And I mentioned them earlier uh, in the draft. They're part of my favorite podcast in all of podcasts. Uh, from Down Under, The Countdown. Well, uh, thank, uh, thank you for that. Movie and, t- movie and TV <laughs> reviews. I like you, Jay, as well. But Paul and Wayne from The Countdown are two of our faves. And they've never been on our podcast together. And like I said, once we went on their show to talk Disney movies and started, you know, letting off F-bombs and talking about sexual positions in terms of Disney characters. We knew we had to have them on our show. So stick around next week to see how that goes. Again, we're going to be talking about Tango and Cash in another to-be-determined film. So that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, again, I appreciate Jay, Wes, Gidget, and Drew for participating. I appreciate every single one of you who are listening to the Fantasy Movie Draft and who has listened to every single round uh, of this 80s tournament. Thank you for doing that. We really appreciate it. Chrissy and I do. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks again for listening tonight, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot.